I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, in the fourth episode of the series Ireland Untraveled, I delve into the fascinating relationship of the Irish people with death, U2, and body snatching. As I find myself nursing a drink in a gravedigger's pub in Dublin. Three men walk into a bar. They order a few drinks. They finish and then leave. Okay, this isn't the best three men walk into a bar joke, but there is something a little too real about this. In 1984, the lead singer of the Irish folk band The Dubliners, Luke Kelly, died. He was to be buried at the Glasnevin Cemetery in North Dublin. His funeral would be one with all the pomp and circumstance when a well-known musician passes away. One after the other, the famous musicians started to arrive. First, of course, came the rest of the Dubliners, who were mourning the death of their friend. Then came the six-time Grammy Award-winning Irish folk group, the Chieftains, who have been credited to bring Irish music to a worldwide audience. And then came U2, the crowning glory of popular Irish music worldwide. The Glasnevin Cemetery has a pub and they share a wall. After the funeral, all these musicians started to stream into the pub for a drink. After a few rounds, they started to clear their throats and began playing music. Suddenly then, the owner of the pub, Eugene Kavna, went out there and told everybody that they could not have any music or singing. We do not allow it. So the musicians packed up their instruments and left. So here is my joke again. Three bands walk into a bar. They order drinks and want to play music. They are asked not to. They leave. Okay, maybe I should just stop trying to be funny. But I did walk into a bar. the very same bar from which you to the chieftains and the dubliners walked out the bar is named john kavna who established it almost 200 years ago in 1833 but there is one more claim to fame this bar has it's known as the grave diggers the pub got its nickname because it's built into the wall of the glasnevin cemetery and grave diggers used to come in for a few pints after a hard night's digging the cemetery itself is unique It was the first cemetery in Ireland where people from any religion could be buried. The restrictions on music being played in the bar have nothing to do with the cemetery though. It's a traditional Irish bar. It has no music, no TV, no radio. Only talk. The reason why Eugene Kavna did not allow these iconic musicians to play was because of this rule. I am sure he was well aware that the session would have gone down in legend. But as his son Kieran Kavna said, "You can't have one rule for the locals and one for the rock and rollers." But doesn't this entire story put forth a unique question for us? 
who goes to a pub after a funeral or sometimes even before wouldn't drinking be disrespectful to the person who they were mourning and wouldn't drinking eventually lead to merriment and revelry one of the most fascinating aspects of irish everyday life is how they deal with death it's an intensely social phenomenon in ireland until the pandemic changed everything it was normal to go to the house of the deceased or to the funeral home where the corpse lay in its coffin the mourners would queue up to shake hands with the bereaved family and chat with their neighbors they would then accompany the corpse to the graveyard and assemble at a local club for a lunch with an open bar the entire event is known as the irish wake irish wakes are a celebration of life one last party to honor the deceased the name wake originated because unknown diseases have plagued the countryside causing some to appear dead as the family began to mourn they would awaken for this reason the body is waked in the deceased home for at least one night while a less common occurrence today irish wakes had carnivals and satires there were talent competitions there were matchmaking festivals and there were fights the catholic authorities for centuries have tried to curb them to a great degree of success but have not been able to wipe them out completely there were behaviors which would have been considered immodest at a funeral as late as the 12th century there would be card games at smaller wakes and a hand was dealt to the corpse as well such things were done by design it is common instinct to laugh when one is frightened or upset and in ireland there is a strong instinct to party hard in the face of death in a certain type of wake known as the merry wake the dead person's body was laid out in an open coffin often in a barn to allow enough space for the visitors snuff pipe tobacco and tea were provided by the bereaved family wakes would go on for 2 or 3 days depending on what time of the day the person had died a morning death meant a 3 day wake whereas an evening death was followed by just 2 days of revelry it is said that the young people implored old people to be sure to die in the morning some of these games crossed over into the obscene to the absolute horror of the catholic church in a game known as drawing the ship out of the mud men presented themselves before the rest of the assembly males and females in a state of nudity there is another one known as erecting the mast which i will leave to your imagination and yet there is another aspect of irish death which is often not known it's a contribution to the art and science of medicine it fueled a practice which is considered ghastly today but was the norm in the 18th century body snatching and grabbing now imagine this students of trinity college in dublin studying to become doctors attend the wake of a man known as cornelius mcgrath they feed his friends whiskey laced with laudanum or opium mixed with alcohol which knocks them out the students steal the dead body and take it to the university the next day when mcgrath's friends arrive at the trinity dissecting rooms the anatomy surgeon robert robinson tells them that the body has been dissected that was actually a lie and to this day cornelius mcgrath's skeleton is preserved in trinity's anatomy school
all this nefarious activity happened because anatomical training relied on bodies being dissected and they were in short supply this created a new market in corpses and the incident of megrod's skeleton is just an amateurish attempt at sourcing a body as i nursed my drink at the gravediggers pub standing outside and watching the cemetery i could not unsee the fact that we are all really equal only in death the glasnevin cemetery was the first irish cemetery to allow anyone to be buried and the dissecting rooms at trinity college dublin did not discriminate between one dead body and the other as for the pub it has always been a working class one allowing anyone to walk in my mind wandered to a literary tradition and genius back home that of harivansh rai bachchan and his poem madhushala मुसलमान और हिंदू हैं दो एक मगर उनका प्याला एक मगर उनका मदिरालय एक मगर उनकी हाला दोनों रहते एक न जब तक मंदिर मस्जिद ना जाते दोनों रहते एक न जब तक मस्जिद मंदिर में जाते बैर बढ़ाते मस्जिद मंदिर मेल कराती मधुशाला If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram.